You're listening to Nothing Required, and I'm your host, Sarah Ann Rogers. This podcast is specifically crafted for the woman from whom life requires a lot. For the next 10 minutes, I pray that you can listen, breathe, and release all your holdings so that you might receive a moment of peace and some presence. At the end of each podcast, we finish with a mini meditation, and that is the last thing that you take with you. Take it and use it and revisit it throughout the week as often as you need. If you sign up for my newsletter at sarahannrogers.com, you can also download the corresponding wallpapers for your phone. I would love to connect with you on Instagram at sarahannrogers. Feel free to message me and let me know that you are listening. And if you love listening to this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend and reviewing it on Apple Podcasts. Okay, it's time for us to begin. Take a deep breath and shake those shoulders out. For the next few minutes, this is all for you and nothing else is required. When we moved to California, I knew I really wanted to grow some houseplants. I don't know why I hadn't done it before, but it was on my goal list and California seemed like the ideal place to test my green thumb. We moved at the end of June and we stayed in a friend's house for a month while they traveled and while we looked for a rental. It really was perfect timing because we hadn't yet sold our house on the East Coast and we really needed that buffer. We found a place to rent on July 4th and I was so excited. To celebrate, we headed into the city to this nursery I found on Yelp, sandwiched somewhere between the Presidio and Golden Gate Park. I know that I was in my element the moment I stepped into that nursery, even though I don't think I'd ever really had much interest in plants before. We grabbed a couple of succulents for the boys because we live in such a dry climate and succulents were everywhere. And then we found what I'd really, really come for, a fiddle leaf fig. I remember that it was $60 exactly. Remember, we still had a house on the East Coast, and we are currently living in one of the most pricey areas in the United States. $60 was a lot, but it was my birthday gift to myself. I had it repotted then and there in this really cute white pot. Nobody there told me how fickle this plant is and how careful you have to be with changing its environment and its potting because it can go into shock with too much change something that I now identify with. This plant was the first thing to sit in our rental home because it took a couple of weeks for our stuff to be delivered, though that's a story for another day. I'm glad that this memory of my plant is one of the very first ones we have, not the day our furniture was delivered. It was hairy and crazy and scary, and it's a memory I'd like to dismiss. We've now been in this house for two and a half years, and I've added no less than at least 10 more houseplants. The first one has been lovingly repotted now, moved a couple of times around the house due to said fickleness, and she has grown a couple of feet and at least one new branch. And yes, I do assign genders and often names to my plants. It is part of my own brand of weird. I remember that those first few months, I was watching her and nothing seemed to be happening. I didn't lose any leaves, I don't think, and I did water and fertilize and turn the pot a quarter of the way around every time I fertilized as the people in my 
fiddly fig plant owner group on Facebook told me to do. There was no new growth, and I was bewildered. I didn't quite see anything going wrong, but I didn't see anything going right either. Eventually, probably about half a year in, I moved her to the other side of the house toward the windows that face the afternoon sun. And within weeks, she did shoot up some new growth. I was so excited. I had no idea what I had done to make this happen. If anything, I wasn't sure if it was the new move across the house or if it was just the the right time. The websites actually were telling me that this was not growing season and that my plants should have been dormant. But... She said otherwise. I do know that parenting and marriage and managing my own self has taught me that living things don't tend to follow formulas, no matter how many books or Facebook groups are out there. At at another point, uh, probably six months later, I noticed that there was more new growth and it looked a little funny to me, so I just went ahead and pinched it off. I did not know that this was an actual plant strategy, But lo and behold, within another few weeks, two little buds formed. For when this plant is pinched back, it often produces more. This is a law of nature, I'm sure, and there's science all about it, but I was surprised. This was my first foray into gardening or planting of any kind, of course, so how would I have known? Some days in that first year of living here, I was just glad this plant was surviving. Sheesh, I was glad that we were surviving. It was a really hard transition. And other days, I was thrilled to see growth and constantly unsure of how it was happening. Even now, she has shed some of her bottom leaves, whether to my doing or her own, I have no idea. We haven't seen new leaves come in a while, which tells me that I probably will soon, I think. I'm still guessing here. I could draw parallels between plant life and our life for days, and I might do it again in another episode, but for this one... At the beginning of a new year, when we are all both reflecting backwards and looking forward, I want to point out this lesson that I have learned so clearly on my plant lady journey, but still often forget. Progress does not always follow a formula, and growth is often unseen. I'm going to repeat that. Progress does not always follow a formula, and growth is often unseen. This is a frustrating thing in a culture of magic six weeks diets and memes and mantras and Facebook groups dedicated to helping us with one aspect of our lives, like growing a specific fickle tree or starting a perfect morning routine or developing perfect skin. But the Bible is full of stories of people whose progress and purpose followed a storyline we would never anticipating ending up like it did. Jesus himself was 30 before he started his ministry, but we know that none of those years were wasted. It was all done at the time that God intended. David, King David from the Old Testament, was anointed by a prophet as a teenager, as the future ruler, but then was hunted for years by the current king. Talk about confusing, confounding, and something that would make anybody unsure of God's actual plan. Peter, Jesus' follower, avenged Jesus when people came to kill him, uh, kill Jesus, that is. And then he denied Jesus within hours, and then he became a foundational leader of the first church. And these are just a few of these types of stories. 
Just like I must remember with my plants, it's really important to remember with our lives that we don't see everything that is going on inside and underneath the surface. We truly only have a limited perspective. But because we can trust that God is good and that as we surrender our lives and our storylines to Him, we can rest and not panic whether we see growth and progress we want to see or not. We can even celebrate that God is working in everything, no matter what we perceive. Some days or seasons, we might have the privilege to see the good or see the fruit of our our obedience or our discipline or God's plan, and that really is a time to be thankful. It really is so important to catalog these things. But it's also important, vitally important, that we don't disregard or even worse, despise the seasons in which we don't see whatever we want to see. For if we believe God is always present, always good, always right, and always in control, we can trust that he really is able and willing to use every season. He can even redeem the ones that we mess up if we surrender them to him. And I really just felt like that might be important for someone to hear. Wherever you are, I want to challenge you to pray for God's perspective. What a gift it is in our lives when we actually gain the ability to see his hand on us and our situations retroactively. But I also want to challenge us, you and me both, to choose trust and hope and to sink our ultimate destiny into God's goodness instead of relying on our limited vision. The message version of the Bible paraphrases this from the book of Proverbs. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health and your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best. When we do this, when we trust God and when we release our own expectations, we can look backward with gratitude and we can look forward with anticipation, but we don't have to hold too tightly to any one outcome. We can make plans and goals and intentions without falling apart when things shift. We can accept our failures or obstacles without feeling subject to them, knowing that we are subject instead to God's love and His plan. It's time for our weekly mini meditation. Of course, the meditation corresponds with each week's podcast, and it's something that you can take with you as you go. Here's how it works. I'm going to repeat it a couple of times with a little bit of space between the repetitions. It's just one phrase, and we're going to say it so that it can hopefully settle into you and become more true to you. Also, we're going to take just a minute, hopefully, to let you release the things that are stressing you and the tensions that you are holding and receive truth and comfort and grace. All right, without further ado, let's get started. This week's mini meditation is this. When I surrender my life to God, he takes me at the pace I should go. I'll take a deep breath in, release it, 
And perhaps imagine yourself releasing your plans and your goals and your visions into the hands of a God who is very good and who loves you and who wants to help you. Now listen one more time. Relax those shoulders. Relax that jaw. And know that you are safe. When I surrender my life to God, He takes me at the pace I should go. I want to add that this coming season, this coming year, you can trust that as you make your goals and your lists and you choose your one word or however you go about it, that God is going to take you at the pace that you can go. This is something to be celebrated and something to look forward to. And I look forward to seeing you and your progress and your growth all throughout 2021. Here we go.